is the Big Church Podcast. You can be seated. Thank you, worship team. You know, I always um, come to run through, and that's where, I mean, I always worship. If music's on, I'm going to worship. When I'm working, I'm worshiping. Everything I do, I worship the Lord. But can I just tell you, um, I come so that I don't get so wrecked in this, in this part of the service. Today, God has something for us so good. Hit refresh. 2020 was hard, right? 2020 was hard. And you know, I know some of us are still choosing to hit refresh because we keep reflecting and we're in the recovery of last year, but we have to continue to choose to hit refresh every single day. Raise your hands if you guys have loved this series. Y'all, I can't even begin to tell you how much change has been brought to my life because of this series. It might be simple, but I'm telling you, a reminder in going in the direction that God wants us to go is so beautiful. The last few weeks, we've hit refresh with Vision Sunday. Did you love Vision Sunday? We know where we're going this year. There's no doubt about it. Then the next week, Pastor Rich brought an incredible message the four R's where we renew, restore, repent, and rest. And last week, wow, back to the basics. I don't know, but I was so challenged. I mean, we know we're Christians. We're supposed to pray. We're supposed to read our Bible, and we're supposed to be in community. But something about last week changed everything. This week, we're going to hit refresh on our finances. And I already know some walls went up. (laughs) I know some of you guys have bad images and maybe have had bad experiences with church and money. But we're not that church. How are we not that church? Because our number one goal is that you're blessed. We're your biggest cheerleaders. We're, we celebrate your promotions. We celebrate the things that God is doing in your life, and we support that. Listen, we're not the pastors that are living in mansions and driving luxury cars. As a matter of fact, Pastor Rich drives a 17-year-old car that was given to him. And I don't know if you saw my video last week, but we're downsizing and we're going to live in an RV and we're going to be able to save and give and do more with what God has entrusted us to do. So we're pumped about that. I want to preach a message today called Protect This House. How many of you guys remember that uh, Under Armour uh, little commercial? Protect this house with the... (laughs) Protect this house. So we're going to protect this house. You guys, God talks about money over 200 times in the Bible. And he actually talked more about money than he did heaven and hell. How many of you guys are surprised by that? It's the truth. I want to tell you mine and Pastor Rich's story. When we first got married, um, 
he's told you guys, he asked me to marry him on a Wednesday and we got married on a Friday and I thought he was kidding, but he was dead serious. And um, so when we got married, he had a lease and I had a lease. So we had two leases to pay when we got married. We couldn't get out of it or we were gonna have to spend the same amount of money. So we just decided to do it month to month. And um, the crazy thing is, right after we got married, we started ministry. And we moved in homeless young people off the streets that didn't have a place to stay. We moved in uh, addicts. Yeah, we moved in everybody, Pastor Rich said. I mean, we, in our one apartment, it was two bedroom, and the one uh, bedroom had six people living in it. One bathroom. You guys, I'm telling you, it was a hot mess. But God had called us to that and asked us to steward that. And all the while, we were giving our 10%, our tithe to God's storehouse. And um, we didn't make a lot of money. And actually, we were struggling to live paycheck to paycheck, right? And he quit it. God told him one day, like, if y'all know Pastor Rich... Everything is methodically planned, and it takes him forever to make a decision. Amen? Amen. Um, but he went to work one day, and he called me at lunch and said, I just quit my job. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Come again? Yeah, God told me to quit my job. And so we were so tight, but God was so good. And I believe when you become in covenant as a tither with God, he protects you. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 20 and 21, but lay up, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it goes on to say in verse 24, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And you might be going, enslaved to money? I'm not enslaved. But... Are you checking your bank account three times a day? Are you constantly stressing over your student loans or any debt? Maybe you have maxed out credit cards during this COVID season and you're stressed because you've got bills that are looming over your head. Are you never satisfied with what you have? Are you constantly wanting more, more, more? Are you stressed about... How in the world in today's society can I give my kids a good education, let them live in a safe environment and neighborhood, pay for daycare, pay for sports, because you know what? You can't just play high school basketball anymore. You've got to do travel ball year round, and it costs some money. And I know this because I had boys that did it. You're stressed. Do you always have to have the best shoes, the best clothes, the best cars? If you answered yes to any of those, you're enslaved to money. The Bible doesn't say that money is the root of all evil. The Bible says that the love of money 
is the root of all evil. It says in Matthew, you guys, that we don't need to worry about how, what we're going to eat and what we're going to drink or what we're going to wear. Because if God takes care of the birds of the air and he feeds them, you are much more valuable than the birds to him. And then it goes on to say, if he's going to take care of the lilies of the valley, won't he take care of you? Yes. Matthew 6, 31 through 34 says, so don't worry about these, these things. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. And we're not unbelievers. We're believers. But your heavenly father knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. God's got you. And God's got you that are watching online. He's going to protect this house. But you have to do your part. And as we were planning this sermon series, we really believe that it's time for the church to teach the truth about money. So families can quit living paycheck to paycheck and begin living the blessed life. But before we hit refresh on finances, we've got to hit delete. We've got to hit delete on debt. Proverbs 22, 7 says the poor are always ruled over by the rich. So don't borrow and don't put yourself under their power. Another version says when you borrow, you are a slave to the lender. That's why we're stressed when we've got all these bills right now because we're enslaved to the lender. I asked our resident debt and financial gurus, Josh and Amy, who lead our Financial Peace University, um, who paid off like $40,000 of debt in less than a year. Like, oh my goodness. So they, they are the experts right now. Um, and they shared this. Dave Ramsey says... We buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. Isn't that the truth? Debt comes um, from living our lives the way we really don't, we really want because we have to work all the time, extra overtime and all this stuff so that we can make payments on credit cards and car loans and student loans. And we disconnect from family. We disconnect from our, our friends. We disconnect from church because we're so busy trying to make the money to pay the bills. Debt keeps us stuck in jobs that are toxic. Keeps us stuck in jobs that aren't challenging us. And they're not allowing us to spread our wings and really live the purpose. How many dreamers do I have out here? Like, oh my goodness, I love it. <laughs> Y'all, you're after my heart. Uh, dreamers. Like yesterday, uh, th this is not in my notes, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, yesterday, I did my um, grandson's baby shower. And y'all, every time I do something, I dream. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got this entrepreneurial spirit. I was like, I could start a business. <laughs> and I could do these. I've got all this stuff. I, you know, oh my gosh. I and started dreaming. 
But I can't do that when I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I have nothing extra to do something with. Guys, debt makes us a slave to money. You can have things, but things can't have you. So delete debt. Number two, hit delete on materialism. We live in a world where the goal is to get more, more, more. We get stuck in that keeping up with the Joneses cycle. Luke 12, 15 says, then he said, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. There is only one solution to materialism, generosity. Every time you are generous, your heart grows and you break the grip of materialism on your life. Delete materialism. And number three, hit delete on ignorance. We are ignorant because ignorance doesn't mean that we're stupid. It means we lack knowledge. So we're ignorant because we lack knowledge on how to be blessed. We think our job is going to bless us. We think other areas are going to bless us. There's only one way we get blessed, and it's from the Father in heaven. Malachi 3, 10 through 12 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing, a blessing, a blessing. If you do, I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe says the Lord of heaven's armies, then all nations will call you blessed. For your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So what is a tithe? It's a tenth of what you earn. Clarissa, will you come up here? So, um, and Eric and Brandy, go ahead and come on up here. So a tithe, if Clarissa makes $50 this week at her daycare job, then her tithe would be $5, right? Is a tenth of 55? Okay, so hold out your hand. This would be her tithe. Count with me, $1 bills. One, two, three, four. Five, and that's what you would give to the Lord. And then you get to keep how much? Which is $45. Thank you, Clarissa. And let's just say, Brandy and Eric, come over here. Eric's paycheck for doing his computer job, I think is what he does. I don't know. I hear him talking on the phone when he's up here serving. So he's constantly working, right? Okay, what do you do? Uh, I'm a trainer for a mortgage company. Oh, he's a trainer for a mortgage co company. Did you hear that, Bruce? Okay, so let's just say that your, um, your paycheck was $500. So hold out your hand. Your tithe and $10 bills would be 
10, 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars. And then how much would you get to keep? 450. 450. Give it up for the Masons. Thank you guys. Now go ahead. Go ahead. You see, in order to protect this house, you got to protect his house. In order to protect this house, you got to protect his house. In the Bible, the house is defined as God's dwelling place. And I will be the first to say, we've said it through the whole time of quarantine. This is the church. This is where God dwells. But he also dwells here. Jesus said in the New Testament that my house shall be called a house of prayer. The temple, the church should be called a house of prayer. So this is his house. And this house does enormous amounts of outreach outside the four walls. But if we don't take care of the house, we can't make the difference we want to make. I want to read to you in Haggai. Does anybody even know where that's at? It kind of gets lost in the Old Testament. But it says, then, Haggai 1.3. Then the Lord sent this message through the prophet Haggai. Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lays in ruins? This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. You've planted much but harvest little. You eat, but are not satisfied. You drink, but you are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled of holes, paycheck to paycheck. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. Now go up to the hill, bring down timber, and rebuild my house. God wants us to steward his house as much as we steward our own houses. I want to tell you today, big church is not in ruins. As a matter of fact, we're thriving and flourishing more than we ever have. <laughs> um, but there are some things practically that big church has to take care of, just like at your house. You have a mortgage or a landlord that expects that payment every single month. You have the water company that says, hey, you aren't showering unless you pay the water bill, right? We can't flush the toilets <laughs> if we don't have water. The cable company needs you to pay for that ESPN, baby. Go cards. I love it when I can preach and I can say go cards because Pastor Rich always says go cats. Go cards. <laughs> And LG&E makes us pay for the heat. I loved your little reference. I was like, oh, that goes with my message. Yay. Uh, and the staff can attest to you. You guys might be warm in here. You might be chilly. But it's nothing like the rest of the week, is it? We freeze. We wear layers. Because, you guys, it is expensive to heat this place. <laughs> so we just wear layers and we sit there and go blah, 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 during a meeting. Um, and we have to pay staff, although most of our staff is volunteer and they work other jobs to pay for their own bills. Haggai, the prophet, was sent 
to help them get their priorities in line. First things first, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given to you. God asks us to take care of his house with the tithe. So when we bring our tithe into the storehouse, we get in covenant with God. How many of you guys understand like when you're married, you're in covenant. You know that you and your spouse are committed to one another. That means I can trust that my husband is not going out and having dinner with another woman. I can trust that he's going to take care of me, that he's going to lead me, that he's going to do those things. And the Bible says that God will rebuke the devourer on our behalf when we are in covenant. When I was a single mom of four teenage boys, yes, four, um, I remember I had my bills to pay, but they wanted to play sports. It's expensive to play sports. It's expensive to be in, in the theater. It's expensive to play instruments and, and use your gift. It's expensive. They ate a lot. <laughs> a lot. Single mom. A lot. And, and, and then they wanted gym memberships. And I've got this extracurricular activity. Can I have money to go to the movies? I was like, get a job. <laughs> I, but during that season, you guys, I was a tither then. And I remember I would remind God all the time. I'd be in prayer and literally stressing about how I'm going to pay my LG&E bill. Seriously, stressing. Like, oh my gosh, like I've got $20 and it's $120. Stressing. But because I was a tither, I would get my word out and I'd begin to remind God. And I would say, God, your word says that if I'm in covenant with you, that you shall supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. Now, he didn't give me eat out money. He didn't give me shopping money. I wore the same clothes for a long time. I just mixed it up change it up. You know how that goes. But I'm telling you, he always came through and he always supplied all of our needs. And moments, it would happen right on the due date. And I would call and say, hey, I'm sending it today. That was before, you know, now we can do it online and all that. But in those times, you guys, I learned faith. I learned that God is faithful I learned to trust him, and I learned to stand and not stress. Now, that didn't happen the first time, and it didn't happen the second time, but I learned it the third time. Okay, he's going to supply all of my needs. I can trust it. You know, Pastor Rich and I don't give on Sundays because we get paid on Fridays, and it is our greatest joy. The Bible also says to give your first fruits. So it's our greatest joy on the Fridays we get paid. I love getting up early. I'm like, I tithe before you did. No, I don't. But I do, I do say, hey, did you tithe? Uh, but uh, doing that, the first thing when I wake up, I love that. I hit 84321. I text my amount, and then it's there. 
And it was my first fruits. And we have consistently done that until it has become a discipline and it's so easy. And one of the ways that you guys can uh, join and, and connect with this house if you're watching online is by your tithes and giving. I know that I love when people in our community or people ask me, hey, I'm going on this mission trip. Can you sow into it? I always joyfully give. Sometimes it's $10. Sometimes it's $100. What, whatever I have, I want to give because I take it as, hey, I'm not going to Africa. God hasn't called me to. I will if he tells me to. Uh, Lord, I don't want to. But uh, if you call me to, I will. Uh, but I am not going to Africa. But let's say somebody else is. So I sew into what they're doing. And guess what? Sister girls go into Africa with my finances. Because I sew into something that's going to reap a harvest. We are going to challenge you to do the 90-day challenge. And I know, like, money is such a touchy topic, but the Bible says in Malachi to test God. Just test him. Maybe you're a little scared that you aren't going to be able to give 10%, but I can promise you that you'll be able to do more with your 90 than you can ever do with 100%. I'm living proof. These young girls around here go, oh my gosh, you got another thing free? I'm like, favor ain't fair. <laughs> but it really isn't favor, you all. I believe it's because I've sowed when God saw me sowing when I didn't have it to sow. And now I'm reaping the harvest all these years later that I get all this free stuff. I love it. And I, I thank God every time I get something free. I thank the person who's given it to me. And I thank God because I know that it's because of my faithfulness to him that he's being faithful to me. You guys, there was a yellow slip in your seat or your neighbor's seat uh, we did it every other because we know so many of you guys are coming with a spouse or a friend or something. And so here we are. And I want you to put your signature on this 90-day challenge and drop it in an offering slip on your way out if you will test God. I'm not asking you to do it forever. I'm asking you to test God for 90 days and tithe. And just see what God can do. And we're asking to see it because on Mondays we pray. And we're not going to like study names. We're going to put them in a pile in the middle of our table. And as Gary plays on the piano and we're praying, we're going to pray that God increases your finances. That God will bless you because you're being obedient to his word. And you guys, if you're already a tither... We're going to ask you to do something above and beyond. Like tip your waitress an extra 10 bucks. Maybe your neighbor's struggling. Go buy them groceries. Maybe you know a single mom that can't afford her daycare that week. Pay for it. Do something above and beyond. We're challenging everybody, including ourselves, to be a part of what God is doing. Can I speak to my parents here just for a moment? The way you work 
to protect your house and to protect your family is the same way that God protects you. God doesn't need your money. That's not why we're doing this. Big church doesn't need your money. God is supplying all of our needs. I want you to be blessed. I want you to one day say, I get all this stuff for free. Favor ain't fair. But I want you to live the best life ever. Pastor Rich and I are committed to teaching godly principles in this house. If you've been coming very long, you've known that. And we're here to challenge and protect and call you higher. Another way you can protect this house is salvation. You allow someone to move in. Jesus. Will everybody go ahead and stand and bow your head and close your eyes? And we really don't want you looking around because we want this to be a, a moment with the Lord. And if you're watching on home, at home, we want you to participate in this as well. I want you to lift your hands if you want Jesus to move in. You've never allowed him to move in to your heart. I see those hands. Amen. Those of you watching online, lift your hands. God sees them. We may not be able to see them, but God does. You guys can put your hands down. And I want everybody else in the room to lift your hands if you have allowed some bad stuff to move in. Stress, worry, fear. You've fallen back into some bad habits or addictions. Today, you can protect this house and have a moving day. It's time to let those things move out. And as we sing, if you want Jesus to move in, I want to meet you right over here at the right of the stage for you, the left for me, and I want to pray with you. If you need stuff to move out, our prayer team is going to be on both sides, and we want you to come down and let them pray and agree with you. And make sure... If you want to accept this challenge to fill this card out, let's worship. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church Podcast.